the Chinese year of the black milkshake. I'm Yorma Kirko and welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast. And hi, I'm Ray Mack. We're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul. And by the way, should we get on with the show, Jimmy? What have we got lined up today? Well, in this episode, Hansi gives some tough love and workplace advice. Well, fair play to him. And in Lost <laughs> in Translation, you'll find out the consequences of an uncomfortable Brazilian gemster. Ooh, makes me itch just thinking about that one. And we'll introduce the Black Milkshake Book of Records. Time to check out your good music skills. In Black Milkshake. Book of Records. Black Milkshake Book of Records. Oh, that's got a good sound to it. It does. See what I not... did? No, 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 no. You see what I did there? It was me that came up with that. Uh, you know, you know, Guinness Book of Records. Uh-huh. You're going to come all Woody Allen on me now, aren't you? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good skills. You came up with that, Jimmy. Guinness Book of Records. This is Black Milkshake Book of Records. Good skills, Jimmy. Now, just before the main event, Jimmy, just a wee bit of fun before we start the main music team. What's the connection here? To Pow, Susie and the Banishees, Wishful Thinking. And David Bowie. God, I have no idea. Uh, No, because I have absolutely no idea. I would imagine our friend Tim Hallam uh, would know this. Uh, Tapao. It's something to do with with China, isn't it? Not a bad guess there, Jimmy. Is that what it is? It's a China-themed, yeah, 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 yeah. China-themed song titles, Jimster. Let's go. China Crisis. Uh, wishful thinking, China yeah. in your hand to pow, China mm-hmm. girl David Bowie, mm-hmm. Hong Kong Garden, Susie and the Banishees. All right, okay, oh, brilliant. I only got it through the to pow and the Bowie thing, to be honest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, Jimmy, people often say the original Black Milkshake Book of Records, the cover versions, are they really any good, or should people stay away from the pivotal Shaman original? So exactly what I'm going to do, Jimmy, I'm going to hit you up with a few track titles. They're sure fire hit tracks back in the day. What you got to do is you got to name the artist who had the original mm-hmm. and which artist or artist covered it. You okay. got to name the artist who had the original and which artist or artists who covered it. Okay. Okay. All along the Watchtower. Um, originally by... Bob Dylan, I think, and then covered possibly more famously by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, Hendrix was by all means and all accounts a super huge fan of the pristine numbers from uh, Bob Dylan. Mm. But years on, Watchtower remains the cream of the crop and it is the song's definitive version. Yeah, Cheers and definitely, definitely the guy owned that. For me, I don't know mm-hmm. about you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I like them of... both, but the Hendrix one is much better. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Dylan, by the way. Now, mm-hmm. me and Bobby McGee. Oh, God, I can't even remember who did that in the first place. I know the song. Original, I backed him up for two gigs in Dublin, Jimmy. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Good man. He was, he was, yeah, that was the original. It was covered by Janice Joplin. Now, oh, this is for so heartbreak. Was. 
Yeah, this is the song we most think of when we think about the tragic rocker. A time capsule, distillate Jimmy, of the summer of love's embrace, blissful, blissed out guitars, smoky twang, free spirits. Older shakers out there, Jimmy, will definitely embrace this, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which one did you prefer, the original or? Yeah, I, th- I think I preferred uh, the original, to be honest there. Definitely, absolutely. Okay, let's move on, Jimmy. Quick one. Nothing compares to you. I know you're going to love this. Yeah, um, a very average for Prince, a very average Prince song. Um, that was Which somehow, is unusual, actually. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which somehow was immortalized by Sinead O'Connor. I don't think anybody could ever sing that song again. No. Voice of an angel, Sinead O'Connor, literally took that song, revamped, refurbished it, Jimmy, mm-hmm. gorgeously owned by her. She took it to a brand new level. Mm-hmm. In my honest opinion, one of the most pivotal covers ever, and it's way up there, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, God definitely. bless you, Sinead O'Connor. Even though I'm a huge fan, like yourself, Jimmy, mm. of Prince. Yep. Yeah, okay, Jimmy, ready for this it? one. Girls just want to have fun. Uh, Cindy Lauper did it, uh, and Phil Collins. No, it wasn't Phil Collins. That was <laughs> that was True Colors. I've no idea. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper covered it, Jimmy, in 1983. Uh, that was her first hit single, actually, and it gained recognition as a feminist anthem, original by a guy called Robert Hazard in 1979. Hand on heart, Jimmy, I swear, I never even knew there was an original version. No, no, I always no. thought Cindy owned it. So did I, or either her or Phil Collins, anyway. And from one feminist icon to another. G'day, possums. This is Dane Midner Everidge speaking from Wagga Wagga in Australia. I love to follow Ray and Yorma on Facebook. Don't worry about punctuation and capital letters. Just type Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, darlings, without writing the darlings. By the way, please tell a friend to listen on Spotify and Apple. Follow the boys, darlings. Your podcast needs you. Bye, possums. Warning, the following sketch contains flash photography. Viewers may wish to cancel their television license or BBC poll tax as a result. Brutus Amber dips into Psychology Working out your inner psyche Rectal polygraphs up your hiney No more lies when it's up your bum Solving problems we get the job done Brutus Amber dips into Psychology Glad you got to the bottom of that. (laughs) (laughs) Bottoms up. Cheers. Well, cheers. It's that time again where the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology helps Ray to get to know himself a bit better and help him to rehabilitate himself and fit back into society. So these questions are a bit more straightforward than usual, Ray. Uh, There are no correct answers to this. They're just personal to you. And they're about a topic that you like, you know, your, your favorite viewing habits, you know, uh, TV, etc. So this means that all, all Dr. Himmler needs from you is, is for you to give us an honest answer. And you know how we do that, don't you, Ray? 
Oh, I do. You know me. I'm game for a laugh. Yeah, I'm always okay. ever ready. Exactly. So you, you know how we check whether you're telling the truth or not. So yeah, come on. Trousers down now. Right, just rub this Vaseline in and we'll just, <laughs> just insert this polygraph suppository. Now, brace yourself, okay? Just, oh, yeah, right. just okay. a drop of creek. Sit down know, creek on this chair. Yeah. Right. yeah, you better not crush it. Uh, okay, it's in now. Let, let, let's go. Okay, uh, question one. Would you rather A, pay Sky TV €54.99 a month for all your sports and film needs, B, not watch anything because you're not paying for Sky, C, watch programs I downloaded from Somalia's only TV channel, or D, get a VPN for €20 a year so you can watch any kind of content you like? Honesty is the best policy. I'm going to go for four. Cheapskate. Mm -hmm. The VPN, I thought you might say that. Okay. Question two. Which of the following films sounds least boring to you? A. Jute and Jam, a fascinating documentary film about traditional industries in 19th century Dundee. B. 2005 film about gay shepherds broke back mountain. C. The English Patient. Or D. Controversial 1978 pornographic film Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> no, you said... The least. No, which of the following films sounds least boring to you? Least boring, definitely. Least boring would be number four. Debbie Mm -hmm. does Dallas. Okay, okay, good. Uh, Question three. Which of the following TV stations contains the letter X? A, BT Sport. B, ABC News. C, TG4. Or D, Adult TV XXX. Has to be four again, definitely, certainly. What what was the name of it again? Some X-rated, an alternative to Debbie. Yeah, uh, ad, Adult TV Triple X. Do you want to just repeat that? Adult TV Triple X. Okay, X I, X. I think I think you are correct with that one. Okay, number four. <laughs> Which of the following publications was the best-selling magazine in Liverpool in the 80s and 90s? Was it A, United We Stand, the Manchester United fanzine? B, Wool-Bearing Animal Monthly, Sheep, Goats and Alpacas? C, Amphibians of Costa Rica? Or D, Reader's Wives Soft Porn Mag? <laughs> All of those are real magazines, by the way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, let's go. United we stand. Do you, do you really think that a Manchester United fanzine would be popular in Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another chance. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to go for the third one. <laughs> Amphibians of Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, I'm a four man, Jimmy. Definitely. Uh, readers' wives, number okay. four. Okay, all right. I think you might be quite correct with that one. Question five, and this is the final question. So who would you rather spy on through the keyhole while they're naked in the bath? A, former U.S. President Donald Trump. B, the late great comedian Les Dawson. C, bearded Austrian trance singer Conchita Vorst. Or D, saucy Mrs. O'Leary from next door. (laughs) It's all coming up for today. (laughs) <laughs> back to good old 
Mrs. O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me just check the results for this. So you answered D to most or all of these questions. In fact, it was all of them, wasn't it? So which Dr. Brutus Himmler predicted? Now, we've got the poly polygraph waves on the screen now. It's okay. Relax. We, <laughs> we, we can pull it out now. Um, just give it a minute and it'll stop smarting, <laughs> I promise. Now, the waves show that you were being honest, and this is generally a good sign, but it still seems that you have a morbid fascination with nudie women and the whole SEX thing in general. As this is the third time, according to your case file, that you've mentioned Mrs. O'Leary. And be warned that she is thinking of taking out a restraining order. <laughs> a ray, a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> do you like that, Jimmy? I do. I'm having that. I'm having that. Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast, in conjunction with the Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology, is proud to sponsor the month of March. And now we've got another endorsement from a famous friend of ours. My brothers, Fredo, Sonny, and Tom Hagen, all read Reader's Wives magazine, and we kind of stumbled across Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast at the same time. We were over in the Upper Bronx doing some business one day when I noticed that Fredo's not there. He's sitting in the car laughing his anus off. So I march over to him. He winds his window down and I rip out his earbuds and say to him, Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you, but don't ever listen to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast without me. You understand? I said, do you understand me? But seriously, I'd like to offer my most humble thanks to good friends of ours, Reader's Wives Magazine for the gift of Black Milkshake, Yorma and Ray. You better not stop making me laugh. You got that ever. Capiz... Now for something completely different. You're breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. And we've got a few letters come through for Honzi, who this month is not doing astronomy, as he calls it. He is indeed doing his agony uncle thing. So if you've got a personal problem and you need a solution, you just can't work out what to do, please write a letter to Honzi and we might read it out on the show. Dear Hansi, I work for a prominent psychiatologist in a satellite town of Washington, D.C. He's made millions of bucks helping celebrities find out which causes they most passionately believe in or to help them to develop moral standpoints. I can't say the name of my employer, of course, but his surname makes him sound like a Nazi war criminal. I'm 42, he's 73. I earn a good salary with good benefits and don't mind being used as a guinea pig for some of the more benign experiments at the Institute of Psychiatology in Beltsville from time to time, although I did feel a little queasy recently having the suppository polygraph introduced rather roughly and would like my employer to not do this more than once a year. Now, there's nothing in my contract about this, so I'm somewhat in the dark and need advice. Can I speak out about this issue? However, I'm frightened that if Brutus finds out my identity, he will fire me. Your discretion is key. From Dutch Ruppersberger, 2206 Independence Avenue, Southwest, Beltsville, Maryland, USA. Dear Dutch, I was surprised to receive a letter from someone called Dutch. 
At first I thought of my forefathers who later became known as Afrikaners, and then I remembered that guy off the shield. You know the one I mean, the wimpy one in a suit, Dutch Wagenbach. But this didn't help me get to the bottom of your problem. I did some research on the interweb and looked up your name and started to suspect some foul play. When I found your name, I found that you were not a sociologist or whatever's assistant, but you are a 77-year-old congressman in Washington, D.C. That is if you really are who you say you are. I started to think about this, and you have said some pretty mean things about Dr. Brutus Himmler and made him out to look like a crank, and maybe even a sex pest. Dr. Himmler is a very good friend of our show and works with us very closely. As for the bit about him sticking a polymath up your ring piece, it sounds to me like a sex game gone wrong, or that you are a lover spurned, especially as it only took me a couple of hours to realize that this letter was probably a hoax. Please don't write to us again, as there are real people in need who I could be helping instead of green-eyed saboteurs like you. Oh, Oh, well, you're not that kind. Yoma's lost in translation. I am sorry, my friend, but I do not know what the hell you are talking about. And we've got a letter in from Gawain in Bolton in England. Dear Yoma and Ray, one of my friends was on a family trip to Brasilia to visit in-laws. They were taken for a family meal in a swanky restaurant by the Brazilian contingent with 10 or more members of the extended family. After a very pleasant meal, my friend tried to express his satisfaction and gratitude using broken Portuguese <laughs> and hand signals to his mother-in-law. Upon receipt of the would-be compliment, the mother-in-law's jaw dropped and she returned to her chair looking aghast. He asked his wife what on earth he could have said to upset her so much. Surely the international diver's hand gesture for okay, you know, with the forefinger and the thumb together, can't have caused offence, could it? It transpired that in Brazil, this is a rude gesture connected to the female anatomy, and he'd actually just called his mother-in-law a CU next Tuesday in front of her whole family. He's never been invited back. Oh, God. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Thanks a lot for that, Gawain. Um, anyone else got any stories like this of mistakes that they've made whilst trying to communicate the best way that they can abroad? Please drop us a line. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. You have to listen to this. I heard a great joke in the Joyce uh, from the DJ Box. These four blokes were in from Romania. So I got to give them a quick mention that they have become, they, they will be avid members as of then, Jimmy. They downloaded. Right, and okay, uh, let me just quick mention to them. Dragos, Stefan, Fori and Bella. They're all four lads from Brasov. And thanks a million, by the way, for the two smidgens of whiskey and educating me that Harvey Kital is indeed Romanian, Jemster. I did not know that. I've been to Brasov, actually. It's where uh, Bram Stoker's castle is. Uh, not Bram Stoker's, where Dracula's castle is. Ah, I was there as well. Jimmy Dragos told me a great joke. Fair play to him. Three men in a pub, Jimmy, called Mick Pat and tat. Mm -hmm. The barman the barman says, Are you blokes related? Mick said, Jesus, sweet Mary, mother of God, we sure are, pal. We're triplets. The barman said, Triplets, you're having a laugh. Go away from around me. Triplets. How come you and Pat are six foot tall and Tat is only four foot tall? Well, said Mick, it's like this, pal. Me and Pat 
were breastfed. So there was no tit for tat. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Cheers. Big up to the lads from Romania. Yep. Great seeing you. Cheers. Great. And that's all for today, Shakers. But we are back again next week. And we return to England's weirdest village, Licky End. Catch Donald Trump at a press conference. And Hansi's back giving more careers and emotional support. Many thanks, Shakers. And can we please ask you to follow Black Milkshake Comedy podcast page, please. Scroll through and you will find some bonus shows that we have done and one or two of Yorma's mad crazy jingles. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Can't wait for next week. But in the meantime, can you please tell a friend about us or leave us a review on Spotify? Yeah, please, please do that. And thanks for your support as always. And keep the posts and lost in translation letters coming in. Thanks to Dame Edna Everidge, Hansi Curley, Michael Corleone, James Joyce, Irish Pub, Al Pacino, Uncle Eamon McAndrew. See you all next week. Happy days, blue skies. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Co. and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.